Good morning. It's a great joy for me to be here. Uh, I was talking with Jessica earlier and realized, uh, remembered, that the last time I preached here was in 1981, so it's been a long time. <laughs> this passage, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2, is extremely familiar to us church folk. Too familiar, I'm afraid, because we've heard lots about it. We've heard about living sacrifices, and we've heard about not being conformed, and we've heard about being transformed. And especially at a seminary and any educational institution, we hear tons about the renewing of your minds. We're very familiar with it. All these concepts are crucial, but I'd like to focus uh, on just the beginning and the end of this actually one very long sentence of Paul's. Just the beginning and the end. It says, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present. Let me read that again. Because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. There's so much meat in this passage, this sentence, that we often talk about all the other things, but I just want us to concentrate on those two things. That is, present ourselves so that you can figure out what God's will is. A year ago, I had a life-changing decision before me. Friends said, this is the move of your career. It was so exciting, it was intriguing, it was possi new possibilities, but it also meant disrupting all of our family rhythms, everything that we had grown to be a part of. And so I knew this for months, and so I sat in this in agony, anguish. I was desperate for a word from God. I wanted to know what I should do. I struggled. I pleaded with God. I made lists. I went on retreats. I did prayer walks. You've probably been there in these places like I was. After all, I teach spiritual formation sometimes, but I was not at peace at all. I struggled. And then I reread this passage, again, just the parts that the beginning and the end I'm going to read once more. Because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present yourself so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Because of God's mercy, of course, Paul starts where? With God. With God's initiative. God takes the initiative we need to recognize, whenever we're discerning, our contingency, our neediness, because of God's mercies, present yourself. I'm completely contingent. All I can do is present myself. All I can do is say, yes, my consent our relationship with God, our dialogue with God, our prayer to God, it's all initiated by God. 
Indeed, God as the Trinity is already in conversation. God is already in relationship, and we are invited into that ongoing relationship. We're invited to join in, to consent to prayer, to present ourselves. I mentioned this to someone recently, and they said, well, that sounds so passive. I said, attentiveness, awareness is not passive. We need to be keenly aware of God and ourselves, and if we are, we will be fully present. Lord, then, I am willing, so what do you want me to do? This is this attitude of trust, of presenting, of offering, and then consenting to the Spirit. So if we trust in God right now, in the present, to be faithful in this moment, we're staying awake, staying awake to God. You know, in the Black Lives Matter movement, it's interesting that the phrase used over and over is what? Stay woke. Be attentive. Be aware of what's going on. Stay woke. Be attentive. Be wide awake and continuously attentive, not just at moments. I encourage you, Paul says, to present yourself. Paul is calling us to pay attention to what God is already doing and then consent to God's continuous beckoning. God is always beckoning to us. Present yourself so that you can figure out what God's will is. The consent of prayer then leads itself, leads us to the consent of discernment. It's this offering, this presenting. We're not off in the corner by ourselves trying to figure things out for ourselves. Because of God's mercy, God has acted and is acting and will act And whenever we feel that we're on our own, that's the lie. God's mercies, because of God's mercies, already accomplished. So what do we do? We present ourselves. And then God will transform our desires, our wills, into God's desires, into what is pleasing and good and mature. Finally, After reading this, I found some peace. And I realized all I really needed to do was consent, to be attentive, to be aware. The Ignatian prayer, uh, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, is this. Hear it. Love this. Take and receive all that I am. And then help me, God, to pay attention to the desires that you're giving me. If we live in continual openness and attentiveness to God, then when these decisive moments arrive, the grace we need will be given at that time. So why be in constant worrying ahead of time or even in the process This frees us up. It's a journey of discovery, not of stress 
an agony, an agony and an anxiety. God calls us to be continually and prayerfully discerning. In fact, God wants our whole life to be one of discernment. We think of Jesus. He knew that he was on his way to Jerusalem, but he was still, even though he knew this all along, he was always going into times of prayer, always discerning, and yet open to the surprise of God that might happen even to him. Who touched me? Who touched me? The surprise in the midst of this clarity and continuous discernment. Our whole life is constrained to be discerning, is how I would put it. Which reminds me of my, one of my favorite lines from Come Thou Fount. O oh, to grace, how great a debtor, by God's mercies, right? O oh, to grace, how great a debtor, what? Daily I'm constrained to be. I'm constrained to grace, constrained to consent to God. Constrained to grace, to consent, constrained to discernment. <laughs> well, I made the decision, and after finally finding peace with God, after consenting, <laughs> then what? Is it just on to the rest of life and doing things as normal? The lesson I finally learned was that you don't stop being attentive to God. It's not like you discern for one moment and then it's over and then you pause until the next moment of discernment, of crisis, of agony. No, it's continuous consent. It's presenting ourselves continuous discernment because we are living beings in relationship with a living God. And so, being attentive, my brothers and sisters, and just to read the text one last time, so brothers and sisters, because of God's mercies, I encourage you to present so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Amen.